Welcome to the St. Paul's Episcopal Church podcast. Here, we will share our thoughts, voices, and prayers. St. Paul's is a progressive community of faith with ancient roots. You can find out more about St. Paul's at their website, stpauls.dioup.org, or find us on Facebook. If you would like to share your words on this podcast, send us a message. May God's peace be with you today and always. Works twice a week, 2.21. And as usual, um, there are a number of links on the webpage version of this um, that you can follow if you want to check that out. It's at wordstwiceaweek.blogspot.com. A few days from the church year, February 22, so this is kind of interesting. The Wikipedia webpage gives this date to Eric Lydell. The Episcopal Church webpage gives it to Margaret of Cortona. So Eric Lydell... That's right, the Chariots of Fire guy. He was born in China to Scottish parents who were missionaries. At school in England, he became an Olympic-class runner, though his career was hampered by his refusal to run on Sunday. After finishing schooling, he returned to China as a missionary, where he died in a Japanese internment camp. His wife and three daughters had left China to stay with family in Canada. Margaret of Cortona, on the other hand, was born in 1247 in Italy. Her mother died and her father remarried, but Margaret and the stepmother did not get along. At age 17, she became the mistress of a wealthy young man and lived with him for 10 years. When his favorite dog came home without him one afternoon, she was troubled and followed the dog into the woods to discover the body of her lover who had been murdered. She tried to return to her family, but the stepmother would not have her. She then turned to the Franciscan Friars of Cortona, where her son eventually became a friar. She fasted, avoided meat, subsisted on bread and vegetables. Eventually, she joined the Third Order of St. Francis. She's the patron saint of falsely accused, hobos, homeless, insane, orphaned, mentally ill, midwives, penitents, single mothers, reformed prostitutes, stepchildren, and tramps. Sounds like a song by Shear. February 23, Polycarp was an early bishop, church father, martyr. His name means much fruit in Greek. And I love this. One source dates his death to Saturday, February 23, about 155 or 156. February 24, St. Matthias. He was chosen by casting lots to replace Judas after he had killed himself. It says they chose someone who had been with them through the time of Jesus' ministry, but Matthias is not mentioned anywhere in the Gospels. So I guess the word is to be ready to step in at a moment's notice, sort of like the 12th man on the football team. 
So according to Nicephorus, Matthias first preached the gospel in Judea and then in Ethiopia by the region of Colchis, now in modern-day Georgia, and was there stoned to death. An extant Coptic Acts of Matthew and Matthias, of Andrew and Matthias, places his activity similarly in the city of the cannibals in Ethiopia, a marker placed in the ruins of the Roman fortress at Gonio, Asparos, in the modern Georgian region of Adara, claims that Matthias is buried at that site. The uh, synopsis of Dorotheus contains this tradition, Matthias preached the gospel to barbarians and meat-eaters in the interior of Ethiopia, where the sea harbor of Hysus is, at the mouth of the river Phrasus. He died at Sebastopolis and was buried there near the Temple of the Sun. Another tradition maintains that Matthias was stoned at Jerusalem by the local populace and then beheaded. According to Hippolytus of Rome, Matthias died of old age in Jerusalem. So, maybe it was all good, maybe not. February 25, John Roberts. No, not that one. This John Roberts was born in Wales, became a priest in the Bahamas, and then served with Native Americans in Wyoming and Colorado. Roberts became known for his interest in and support for traditional customs. Roberts also translated the Bible into the local languages. February 26th, Emily Morgan. Just put that in to see if you're paying attention. This is not our Emily, but an Emily Malbone Morgan. She and some friends established the Society of the Companions of the Holy Cross, a group that set up vacation homes <clears throat> where working women and their children could get away for a holiday. And February 27th, George Herbert. He was a Welsh-born 1953 poet and priest in the Church of England, he wrote, Let all the world in every corner sing. Many of his poems were visually designed with longer and shorter lines to look like what they were about. Butterflies, altars, etc. <clears throat> okay, some days from the Earth and World calendar, February 22nd. First Woolworth store opens in 1879. Interestingly, the store quickly failed. The Woolworth brothers then opened the store using the same sign in a different location on July 18th. Stores declined in the 1980s, and then as the sporting goods department continued to do well, morphed into um, Foot Locker. February 23, John Keats died in 1821. He wrote Ode on a Grecian Urn, a number of other odes, and uh, Lines on the Mermaid Tavern for when we get back to indoor dining. Woody Guthrie wrote, This Land is Your Land, in 1940. Apparently, Woody didn't really do anything with the song for three or four years. When then he recorded it without the private property verse and the relief office verse, as with many of Woody's songs, verses come and go to reflect current situations. Arlo Guthrie tells a story in concerts on occasion of his mother returning from a dance tour of China and reporting around the Guthrie family dinner table that at one point in the tour she was serenaded by Chinese children singing the song. Arlo says Woody was incredulous. The Chinese singing this land is your land, this land is my land from California to the New York Island. January 20th, 2021, Jennifer Lopez performed the song during the inauguration of Joe Biden as the 
46th president of the United States. She did not include verses critical of the USA, but performing it as a part of a medley with America the Beautiful, interposed in Spanish the words one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all, taken from the Pledge of Allegiance to indicate her support for the rights of Hispanic and Latino Americans, implicitly criticizing their treatment by Donald Trump. 1941, Glenn T. Seaborg and team discovered plutonium, a step on the way to nuclear power and weapons. And uh, Edgar El Ed Edward Elgar died in 1934. He wrote the Enigma Variations and so that we could graduate from high school and college, pomp and circumstance. Dun, 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 dun. February 24th, the German Nazi Party was founded in 1920. Steve Jobs was born in 1955. February 25, Corazon Aquino became the 11th president of the Philippines, remember? Muhammad Ali became heavyweight champion of the world in 1964. He was still named Cassius Clay at the time. 14 years later, he lost to Leon Spinks the aging Ali had expected an easy fight, but he was outboxed by Spinks, who did not tire throughout the bout. Spinks was the only man to take a title from Muhammad Ali in the ring, as Ali's other losses were non-title contests or bouts where Ali was the challenger. Spinks just died on February 5th. I seem to recall seeing a quote where he had said something like, yeah, I'm the champ, but he's still the greatest. Note that Ali won an unapproved rematch seven months later, 15 rounds unanimous decision. Um, and it's the birthday of Christopher Wren, English architect. He and his company um, was given the responsibility of rebuilding 52 churches in London following the Great Fire 1666, including St. Paul's Cathedral. February 26th, it's the birthday of Johnny Cash in 1932, The Man in Black. But I tell you that we have CDs of Johnny Cash reading the King James Version New Testament. That's kind of fun. And it's the birthday of John Harvey Kellogg in 1852. Cornflakes for breakfast today, or maybe crushed up on your fried chicken. February 27th, and then here's an eclectic set of birthdays. Ralph Nader in uh, 1934, Elizabeth Taylor, 1932, John Steinbeck, 1902, and Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, 1807. Listen, my children, and you shall hear by the shores of Gitchigumi, the forest primeval, the murmuring pines, and the hemlocks. On second thought, I guess I'll have that chicken Cajun style. Um, Ivan Pavlov died in 1936. Wait, is that a bell ringing? Man, I'm hungry. Uh, February 28th, Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palm was assassinated on the main street of Stockholm while walking home with his wife from a movie. There were, are at least 12 different theories about the murder, but it still remains unsolved. Nylon was invented in uh, 1935, February 28th. And Paul Harvey died in 2009. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. His real name was Paul Harvey Orant. 
As a young reporter, he broke into the Argonne National Laboratory outside Chicago to demonstrate what he felt was lax security at the site. He was friends with J. Edgar Hoover and Joseph McCarthy, supported McCarthy's anti-communist campaign. His father, Harry Arendt, was a police officer who was murdered when Paul was just three years old. At his funeral, 12 robed members of the Ku Klux Klan arrived late in the service and dropped roses on his casket, though there's no other indication that Arant was himself a Klansman. Page two, Paul Harvey was named to the Demolay Hall of Fame, a Masonic youth organization. Hey, I was in Demolay. He received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2005 from President George W. Bush. He married Lynn Cooper of St. Louis. They met when Harvey was working at KXOK and Cooper came to the station for a school news program. Harvey invited her to dinner, proposed to her after a few minutes of conversation, and from then on called her Angel, even on his radio show. A year later, she said yes. Page three, he always ended, Paul Harvey, good day or Paul Harvey, good night. The last item of a broadcast, which was often a funny story, would usually be preceded by, and now from the For What It's Worth department. And now you know the... Want a challenge for the week? One, write an ode to the Cornish Finnish pasty. Or two, write a verse to this land is your land from a perspective other than your own, i.e. a maple tree an animal on the verge of extinction, an animal not on the verge of extinction, the squirrels in our backyard waiting for us to plant stuff in the garden for them to dig up, the Mars rover perseverance, an 11-year-old. I just read the sweetness at the bottom of the pie about the 11-year-old Flavia Deluge. That's what I got for now. 